Yeah, direct misfire, aiming up hits Bend some spoon and sell liquor in the mix Follow along, stay up to date Comment, like, subscribe today Hello champs and welcome once again to another Direct Misfire Missive. Joining me today, as always, is Spoon. Hello. And Selic. Hey hey. As we talk the year that's been, the year that's coming, and also we have a little chat out with Mr. Roginald Renton. So pull up a seat, grab a drink, and let's get into it. So gents, 2018 is just about done, and what have we got to show for it? Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed? Awkward. <laughs> Well, Vanguard is one thing that two of us have uh, gotten into. I don't know about you, Selic, if, you, if no, that's not a thing yet. that you're interested in. So we've at least assembled some figures there. I'm now getting stuck into the painting because CanCon's approaching. So old mate Hugh, his ratkin, have put together two hordes of slaves, uh, or clan rats, sorry, and some uh, crap things that no one uses. <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> Scurriers? That's it. And just waiting on some wings to stick on a, a demon that he's got for his rat demon. And about to also get back into your dragon, Selic. Excellent. Um, I'm not happy with the current colour, so I'm going to try experiment with the tail end to make it lighter, to make it more white, because at the moment it's just looking very light grey. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's the plan at the moment. And I'm also, me, working on my goblins, because I'm pretty adamant on taking them this year. Uh, next year for Cancun. How much do you have to do? A fair bit. So all the bases, <laughs> <laughs> the army isn't based at all. And that's my main concern there, getting them. Because then I can just pop them off and glue them on. Yep. Um, but I don't have to paint too many units. I think minces. Because um, we've all got the Clash of Kings 2019 book. You do. What are the minces? You haven't re they weren't really spoken about on, uh, on the other podcast. Well... The Mincer itself is pretty, uh, I'd say, underwhelming by itself. It's like a chariot that isn't very good. Um, mm -hmm. let, I'll just run through the stats. So at the moment, it's speed 5, melee 4, defense 4, d6 plus 6 attacks, 9, 11 nerve, which is the bad thing about it. It's got big shield, so defense 6 on the front, brutal, uh, height 3, thunderous charge 3, and yellow belly. But a couple of these things are changing in the new book. So what are the... What are the changes? Uh, so it goes from Thunderous Charge 1 to just have Crushing 1, mm -hmm. and it loses the Yellow Belly for the Mincer. Yep. Uh, do you want the Mincer mob as well? Sure. So this is a new unit that is being brought in and why I kind of want to take them. Yeah, run through them. So the Mincer mob, that is a large cavalry unit, uh, speed 5, melee 4, defense 4+, four plus, attacks, this is the beauty, d6 plus 24. Mm. Uh, <laughs> So 25 yeah. to that's, 30 attacks. <laughs> that's not a typo. Nerve 14 slash 16 for 220 points. Uh, base size is on a chariot base. Um, so obviously that's a pretty big unit. And big shield, brutal, crushing strength 1, thunderous charge 1. And this unit is not yellow bellied. Mm. And they've got a formation where you can take the mob into individual minces and then they get become speed 6 instead of speed 5. Yeah, that's correct. So you can take <laughs> one of the, the regiments of the mincer mob and uh, two minces to get that mm. uh, plus one speed for 20 points. Not bad. So while the individual minces are only 9-11 nerve, it's defense six in the front, and then the mobs also defense six. So that's something that uh, the goblins don't really have is some high defense stuff. Mm. But that, mm. Then the slasher got an upgrade as well, because the original slasher was a bit, mm, 165 points, eight attacks, speed seven, melee four, defense five, 14, 16, crushing two, thunderous charge one, and you can like add a range attack for it. Uh, what's the new stats for that one? Uh, so I'm not sure what's been updated here, but it's on a 75 by 75. Yep, so it was f just 50 by 50. It was just a standard monster, so now it's yep. got a bigger base. So it's uh, Crushing Strength 3, Piercing 2, Steady Aim, the new Steady Aim, Strider, mm -hmm. and once again, not Yellow Bellied. Mm -hmm. And it's got that Sharp Stick Thrower, which is uh, two attacks, D3 Blast, 36 range. And I'm not sure if the stats have actually changed, but it's speed 7, LA 3, range 5, defense 5, 9 attacks, uh, 1719 for 220 points. Okay, so 165 was the original to 225. The melee is increased to melee 3 from 4, and the attacks are the, uh, was 8, now it's 9, and the nerve 1416 to, what is it, 1719? 
Mm, nasty. So I've got one of those colossal squigs from Forge World, and that's on, or I think it's like 70 by 70 base, so I've just got to change that a little bit. I was thinking that can be my slasher, and <laughs> I love all the, the units in there, so I think <laughs> it's going to be a pretty elite goblin army, which is a bit weird. But I'm really keen on doing that, so i just got to get my A into G and make sure that happens so I don't have to take my Adissal Borfs because I'm kind of getting tired of that. Yeah, you have been playing them for a while. Yeah. And what have you been doing on the hobby side of things this year? Me? Yeah. Um, me. So it's been a tale of two armies. So I've uh, mm-hmm. been working pretty heavily on the undead. And mm-hmm. I say heavily in my standards, not, not your standards, Benson. <laughs> it's all relative. <laughs> So yeah, just sort of pulling out all of the, I think I've finished the Legion of Zombies, been working on my Barrow Whites that I've, uh, Barry Whites that have come over. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're looking pretty good. So almost finished the base on those guys. Not really happy with the paint job on, on the actual Whites, but uh, we'll get there and mm. slowly constructing some other things as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So what are you taking to account on? It'll be the Elves uh, that I'll take, hopefully. Uh, yep. Hopefully they're finished in time, but yeah, looking well, forward Well, they've got to be in a better position than you did last year or the start of this year. You had to proxy a few things or borrow a few units. Okay. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, I proxied quite a bit last time. Um, mm. So this time, hopefully I won't have to proxy anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think your dragon that you're painting for me is going to help out a fair bit. Obviously, they're pretty expensive, mm. even if they did get a nerf with their breath attack. But <laughs> I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. It's fine. It's fine. So bitter, so salt. <laughs> and Spoon, you're you're taking the Abyssal still? Yeah, again. I'm just putting together the last, I've said that about 15 times, units. <laughs> it all, it never abyss. ends. There's always yeah. another unit. Hopefully this will be the very last. Putting together some Worm Riders to use as Halloquins. Okay, uh-huh. yep. So these are Raging Heroes models? Yeah, Raging they? Heroes. Yep. Tortured Souls base I'm filling up with a couple of Wasps from War Machine. Or hordes, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I've got my big demon to paint as well, and one ca- uh, one temptress character as well. Did you have like seven big demons already? It feels like you've got a half dozen demons, like massive demons, in your abyssal army. <laughs> or am I am I just imagining things? Like you got no, it's true. The Cronius, and you got the big lady who's got all the tentacles kind of flinging out her back. Yeah. And you've got the undercoated fella with the flag who's massive as well. Yeah. Go big or go home. And you've also got that other guy, that Cyclopean dude with the wings that you used to use as a well of souls. Yeah. Am I missing any? No, size does matter, though, for Spoon. Right, okay. (laughs) No, I think that's it. Okay. For now. Yeah. (laughs) Until the next big juicy toy comes out. (laughs) Bale, you have to take him, don't you? Ah, yeah. I've got Monster on a 40 mil base, so that'll do. He can Uh, be the Lord of Lies or Bale, one or the other. Mm -hmm. And how did you find, because you had a game the other day or week with Multibusu, the, um, what's her face? Ah, yeah, yeah. Tried her and the new Cronius, the Temptress character, she's pretty cool. Mm. Morty. Good old Morty. Yeah. <laughs> um, adding the D3 Brutal made a big difference, like throwing her in, in a multi-charge and just getting those extra couple of pips for mm. the nerve. Ooh. You watch a, unit, uh, a horde of chariots go from still on the table to off the table. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Bam, and the chariots are gone. <laughs> yeah. Cronius, I don't know. I need another game with it because I kind of reformed and then realised I didn't need to reform and lost the unit. Right. That sounds like a pretty big mistake. Yeah. So I'll, yeah. Give, the, I'll give the Cronius another go. I can see the potential, but I'm not sure how it fits in my CanCon list yet. Hmm. Has the Clash of Kings book changed anything for you, apart from obviously... Cronius, but uh, his new formations and the, the Heliquins you're taking from the new book? Yeah, not to CanCon. I'm taking the Fire Legion list that I was playing against Salic pretty much. Okay, right. We don't talk yeah. about those games, though. Yeah. And why is that? Uh, I, never mind. It's pretty one-sided. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're, you're breaking up now. I'm going through a tunnel. I don't think it's changed too much. The changes to abyss anyway ifrit yep. down to 16 shots and the cronius is a bit different now so the ifrit's unplayable now yeah nah just take two <laughs> it's got to make up for it take another one how do you feel about uh the uh, teleport ifrit combo yeah that'd be pretty cool i haven't looked at that yet maybe if i lose the cronius i can afford to put a teleporting mage in there or something to get him around the board I don't know but you can only do it once though right is it a legendary spell i don't know yeah yeah it is yeah just once off Sounds like it feels points. like it's a, a suicide mission for your Ifrit. Yeah, maybe. Could I be. 
I don't think I'll be taking it to CanCon anyway, teleporting E-Freight. Mm. Mm. All right, so we haven't really recorded a lot this year because of life. Yeah, we had a great we had a great start though. I think we did uh, the first three or four months in a row, and then uh, life got up to all of us. And, uh, <laughs> just all we, at like it, not at the same time either. It's just one after the other. So yeah, that, that although was we did, the worst somebody thing. got married. Yeah, um, we've had engagements, buying houses. Mm-hmm. We've really pretty much had it all this year. You think it'll continue next year? I don't think there'll be any more marriages or buying houses, probably. Well, I'm, I hope I buy another house. That'd be nice, but I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. I'll just uh, download and buy another ticket for the lottery here. <laughs> no, I don't I don't think so. I'm Actually, Spoon's actually set himself a challenge, hasn't he, for 2019? Yeah, one big challenge. And what's, what's that? My challenge is not to buy a single miniature for 2019. And what's the penalty? The penalty is for every model I buy... I have to play a game of Age of Sigma. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Yep. So I'm never buying a model at all in 2019. That scares me enough. Mm, uh, serious motivation. Yep. Uh, without uh, G-Dub smashing here, though, we do have quite a few of our usuals that are starting to play Age of Sigma now, aren't they? Mm. Mm. Jumping onto the bandwagon. Yeah, well, it's a pretty big bandwagon now. If you have a look at um, GanCon, they've mm-hmm. actually got... A massive following at the moment, so good on them. I thought it was 220 tickets that they sold. 220? Yeah. Sold out. Crazy. Mm. Damn. Stealing all the tickets from other people. So CanCon for Kings of War, or Clash of Kings 19, I think it's 52 sold out. Yeah, that's that's not bad. Um, we got a couple in the end, and they had to turn away a few at the end as well. So yeah. Thanks, they were Age pretty of confident. Sigma. Age of Sigma. <laughs> uh, they were pretty confident in getting up over 60, 65 or so again, uh, I think they got last time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they just ran out of space. Mm. And we've got a, um, a decent contingent of our regular Wednesday night wargamers attending the Clash of Kings. So us three, um, Hugh, who's been on the show a couple of times, fan favourite apparently, and yeah. new bloke Andrew, who's jumping into the fold, who's had one game of Kings of War, and he's pretty keen to <laughs> to jump on in this one. It doesn't help that the Malifaux tournament was also, that he was going to attend, uh, was cancelled due to lack of interest. Probably Age of Sigma again. Mm. Well, there's it's it's a weird time for Malifaux because everyone knows third edition is coming out. They've it's been in beta for a while, and interest for this the current edition has just died off because no one wants to buy anything because the rules might change. And yeah, it's just all a bit weird. Mm. Yeah, have you had a game of the next edition? I've just looked at the rules and I like them. They're just condensing a lot of the things because there was just special rules everywhere, and they're kind of. Uh, bringing it down to just a dozen or so and just replicating that over a few different units so you don't have to try and remember as much, oh, which cool. is good. But it still seems like it's got the, the same kind of complexity as it originally has, just a bit yeah, cool. uh, cleaner. Mm. What else? Uh, I can't really say what do we hope to do next year because we have hopes and then it just doesn't work. I mean, I hoped to record more than what we did this year, but we'll <laughs> see what happens there. The next edition of Kings of War sounds interesting. It does. We had a chat with Mr. Reginald Renton. <laughs> Sorry, Ronnie Renton. <laughs> uh, and he kind of spilled the beans on a few things. We've got a, a few exclusives. That's right. I pretty much today tonighted him. Uh, so it was a more of an interrogation <laughs> than an interview. But mm. that's all right. Where are the drugs? <laughs> <laughs> Did you use the flashlight and shone it in his eyes? <laughs> yes. We got him to turn the webcam on, and then we told him to look at the screen real close and then shine the, the torch into the Turn up the, the contrast. Turn it up. Uh, but yeah, there's some pretty groundbreaking exclusives that I am very happy about, and I'm sure you'll hear that shortly. Shall we, shall we just jump into it then? Yeah, I reckon. Let's just right. jump in. So we'll take a break, and when we come back, Selick will introduce us for the interview. Hi guys, we're here with uh, Ronnie Renton, the CEO and founder of Mantic Games. How's it going, Ronnie? Yeah, very well, guys. Hi. Uh, nice to speak to you all. Thank you for having yeah. me on. We've also got uh, Bensom here that's joining me, and we're just going to chat through a few different things. But first of mm-hmm. all, Ronnie, um, I know that yep. we've got you in trouble with your wife um, already, <laughs> and you are, at the moment, I think it's about 8am over there. 
Yep. Well, it, it should be 8 a.m. But my technology problems are meant it's 8.21 a.m., isn't it? But, uh, <laughs> no, so, very true. Uh, nice, yeah, smash Discord and anyone's closed Facebook down. That was good. So, uh, yeah, you know. Um, and, you know, when isn't wargaming and, and getting yourself in trouble with your wife? You know, those two things are, are never mutually exclusive. <laughs> yeah, they go hand in hand. So my <laughs> first question is probably going to be the most difficult. Um, okay. Are you a coffee or a tea man? No coffee every day of the week. Black, mm, one black. and a bit sugars. No, terrific. So if we sort of go outside of all of your corporate activities, getting in trouble with, with your wife, and as well as yeah. talking to Australian podcasts, do you actually get any time to play uh, Mantix games that you've sort of created? I, I usually I get uh, two. When we're making a new game, I get two blasts at it. The first one is when we're talking about what the game should be. And kind of quite random. It might not look at this stage like the game you're going to play because you're working with the games designer plus there's you know, two or three of us internally. And, you know, you're using random minis to represent the miniatures um, and you're knocking big lumps out of the turn sequence or, or that kind of stuff. And then we usually kind of do that as a group when we're going, yeah, look, that's a bit complicated. You know, it's not, that's not fun. It's just, yes, it's, it's, it's realistic, but it's not fun. You know, and other times that's fun, but it doesn't really make sense, does it? And that type of stuff. So when you knock it around and then the, once you've got the main bits in place, the game designer runs away, racks it, comes back with a, you know, two or three or four factions, the main pieces of the turn sequence. And at that point, one of us usually is heading up the project and um, at that point, the temptation to uh, to insist on everybody playing lots and lots of um, of demo games and test games. Um, so Dead Zone had me like that. The second version of Dead Zone, I was walking around the office going, eh, do, you, do you want to have a quick um, d- test game of this? Uh, and they were like, Ronnie, we played it 27 times. We know it's solid. You know, just leave it to the writer to get right in the rules and shut up. I was like, oh, okay, fine. Um, so, yeah, you, I, I, I do, but usually out of kilter with the community because I'm usually, it's when, when it's getting finished is when it's fresh for us, it's new. And, um, you know, if you like it, you just start playing the heck out of it. So, yep. you know, Matt Gilbert at the beginning of the year was doing it with Vanguard. Uh, I'm just currently doing it at The Walking Dead. We're just trying to uh, bring a real two-player option to that. So I'm just kind of just in the middle of it so we do get to play but unfortunately it's usually out of kilter with with what everyone else is playing because it's usually 12 months yeah so how many people do you have working for you at the moment about half of them (laughs) (laughs) oh he's a comedian Uh, yeah uh, yeah, we've got 20 I think 22 or 24 UK and then we've got a couple of guys all at the moment part time in the US Okay. So I say oh, two, guys, two guys and one lady in the US, and there's about 24 in the UK. We've got four or five in the studio. We've mm-hmm. got about 10 in the warehouse factory operations, and when we've got about five in sales and a couple of for on the online store. Oh, wow. Okay. In cabs. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's uh, it's it's right. It's not small enough. There's just five of you, you know, yep. and you can just get stuff done. And it's not big enough. And there's millions of you, and the the machine rolls on. So yeah, not yet. Yeah. So during my research, I've uh, realised that it's ten years of Mantic Games and uh, December. <sighs> exactly. It starts in December. That was a long, long time ago. So it is, isn't it? It is. Very nice. It took ten years. It's yeah. Well, we've done all right. So yeah, I guess yeah. what what was the big catalyst there? So you were with uh, GW for like fifteen years or so. Yeah, something like that, 13, 14, 15, something like that. Yep, ninety two, twelve, seven, fifteen years. And the first 10, 12 of those were great fun, really good fun. It was growing. You're always you know looking at new things and and and, and, and you know challenging the status quo. And then it, uh, it just started getting a little bit. They did the whole Lord of the Rings thing, and it kind of grew again. And then shrunk back down but it also just get a bit more corporate you know there were PLC mm. they were bringing in people from you know Boots and other such companies and while mm. there was definitely some processes they brought that that helped the business there was it was also just becoming a bit not terribly toy soldiery you know not terribly hobby yep and I'd kind of never wanted to work in the corporate world otherwise I would have done it when I left uni so, so you know, once you started getting like that, it wasn't. It kind of wasn't the company that I joined. It wasn't what I'd done, and 
I was getting older, and if I wasn't, gonna, if I was going to do something, I better get on and do it. And I just thought there was, you know, there was there was Coke in the market, but there wasn't a Pepsi. Yep. You know, um, there wasn't just something that offered a, a different and alternative view on on what was being done. And yeah, so ten years ago, I think that's when Mantic was born. I just thought there was there was space for the for the Pepsi to the Coke. Hmm. Well, I, I think yeah. I'm speaking for a lot of our listeners that we quite enjoy the Pepsi. Um, <laughs> no, it's been good. I was sort of very interested to see how you'd sort of gone about that first probably year, year and a half um, with yeah. Mantic. Well, interestingly, I mean, I thought when I started up, you know, there was because there was quite a lot of you know, GW's been pretty abusive with their price rises at the time, mm. which was kind of getting people upset. And it was becoming a little bit, you know, these were the two products and that was it. And, yep. you know, so I thought I'd, I'd say I'm, I'm on my own. I raised my flag and people would mock, you know, would um, not mock, would flock to the, uh, <laughs> to the banner. And, uh, you know, and an uprising would be, would be born. And then we got our elves and we went, nah, they're a bit skinny, a bit small, that's it. But interestingly, even from even from day one, I think there was a lot of people that, that looked at what we were doing. And, you know, I think then when we brought the undead out and the dwarfs out, people were seeing this step step up in quality. They they kind of knew we were slightly rabble rousers, trouble causers. Um, but, you know, we had a kind of bit of a humour about us. But those first couple of years were hard because we generally thought we'd be able to just plough out with plastics and... Um, I think it's all with hobbies are hard habits to break, mm. but once established, you know, they're very hard habits to break. Mm. So I think people choosing to give you their hobby money is a major decision. Yeah, definitely. You know, you really have to please them and delight them, and they've got to know that you're going to be around. I think there's been a lot of companies that have popped up, come out with a nice little game, been around for a year and a half, gone, you know. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and I think it was that realisation that, you know, people have to have absolute certainty that if they commit and start gluing their 20 mil bases onto square, you know, <laughs> 200s by 40s, um, they're committed. And, and it takes a lot of not only money, but a lot of time and love to build up an army, to build up a gaming system, to, to paint all your walking dead figures. Yeah, so definitely. you've got to treat that with respect and know and be ready to be there for the long time. Hmm. And I think, you know, I think people, know, you know, after 10 years and we're just getting started, that, that this is what we intend to do, you know, not something else. Yep. So you, obviously uh, right at the start you talked about the elves and that you're pretty heavily involved in it. 10 years on, are you still involved in all the new models that are coming out? No, that's why they're good. They just keep, they, they keep me away from anything important <laughs> these days. Um, they like, yeah, shut up, Ronnie. Just placate. Um, so no, we have, uh, yeah, we've got a, the, the, there's an ops guy that kind of uh, runs the studio side of things now. And his, his principal skills is that, you know, he's a, an IT project manager, so he's very organized. But and Matt Gilbert, I'm sure many of you know him. He yep. loves Kings of War. That was his, you know, kind of first love. We've got Stuart who manages our superstar sculpt, Luigi. And you know, he's pretty much full time. We have some great concept artists. So I I very likely get involved in things that are close to my heart, like when we're doing new Kings of War regiments and units and things, you know, I want to see pictures and before we start sculpting that, you know, the steel behemoth is genuinely a behemoth, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's one of those things sometimes, you know, because you, you'll spend a lot of time saying, look, it's got to be castable, it's got to be makeable, you know, da, 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 da. and then other times you'll be in there saying, no, make it huge, make it massive. And, <laughs> um, well, you know, you've got to kind of interpret that into a, yes, that picture, that really works. And, you know, we've had some real fun with things like Vanguard where we're just putting out new spins on the existing races and ranges that we know we're going to then roll into Kings of War in the future. Yeah, it's a pretty exciting time, obviously, with Vanguard just coming out uh, a couple of weeks ago. How's that all going from... Oh, totally sold out. Sold out in the first week of the book, and we 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 were we were printing a uh, one one about a thousand books, and we'd already you know done the Kickstarter separate. That was a separate print run. We said, no, no, look, this is this is getting some traction. We can see it's getting traction. Let's go fifteen hundred books, and it it, it it lasted like three days. Wow. So we've got a new print run coming in, and we do hope this is a great way. I think. The Kings of War had a, had a massive, you know, influx a couple of years ago. It's remained steady and continued to just pick up new gamers. But actually, I think one of the tough things about a war game is the thought of buying and painting and sticking together and actually doing it 200, 300 figures. Yeah. And that's why we made all those Warhammer armies so welcome. 
because we knew there was that commitment that we were talking about before had been made by these people. They loved those armies. They wanted to use them. And I think mm. by making them welcome, we brought them across. And then every Clash of Kings, every event, and I'm sure you guys are seeing it too, more and more of the armies are becoming mantic, even armies that are dwarfs. They all have Brock Riders. They all have Steel Behemoths. So slowly but surely people are adding, because, you know, that's kind of what we like doing, isn't it? Buying and painting toy soldiers. But you've got to do it at your own pace. No, that's it. Mm. So even in some of the forums that I'm reading at the moment, even though they're coming in with pre-existing armies, there's an element of respect for Mantic's game system. So people are actually wanting to uh, invest in Mantic. So that's it's obviously a great yes. sign for you guys. And so I'm thinking that Vanguard could be a massive recruiter for Kings of War because mm. the idea of getting and painting a whole army is a little bit intimidating. And <laughs> even if you go out and buy the army, it's still a couple of months before you've got it glued together and got it on the gaming table. Vanguard, you can do that in a weekend. You know, you can buy it on the Friday night to be playing Saturday morning and have played 10 games by Sunday night and, you know, have it half painted. So um, it's, it's, it's lovely and it introduces people into the style of games we play, which I think people find really refreshing and easy and quite good fun. We try not to let it get too, uh, too nasty with the army list, although at the moment I think people are finding some pretty good ways of, of being beastly, but... No, that's what they um, love to do, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's find a small hole and then make it massive. Yep, uh, <laughs> gouge it. So, so, yeah, but no, I think Vanguard's lovely. And the really nice minis, yeah, the art style, the play style is really good fun. I think the fact that it's a very narrative game, hmm. but not the same game every time. So you, once you know the mechanics... But every setup, you know, we'll start popping out new scenarios online for people that are playing it. So, you know, mm. you've got Capture the Giant, Save the Princess, um, Defend the Cart. And, yeah, we're recommending when you play it, play it both ways. You know, first you defend the cart and then that should take an hour and then, then let your opponent defend the cart and you attack the cart, you know, the, the, the supplies, for example. Mm. Because you, every game, even if you play the same game twice, in an evening, you'll both do very different things when defending and attacking, both because of your forces and because of the way you play. Yep. And, um, you know, it's a really interesting way of, you know, normally you line up, beat each other up. Having these very, you know, moving objectives, changing objectives, um, we think is, a, you know, it's good fun. And I, I think people are loving that about Vanguard and so... Yeah, definitely. Um, so one actual thing, I'm glad you sort of brought it up. Inside the Vanguard book, the art is, is starting to get... Uh, Pretty amazing. Um, and one image actually spiked my interest, and I know it spiked uh, Benson's interest as well, where it's mm -hmm. the map. <laughs> so nothing gets past me, Ronnie. So I'm actually quite interested, um, and it's a loaded question, um, around is there sort of plans to expand? And if so, what can you tell us? Well, I, I, you, you might think that I couldn't possibly come. I, <laughs> I presume you're talking about the large map in the, um, in the Elven, those who see everything large library. Yeah, that is exactly it. And have you found the bit of Mantica that you know about so far? We have. Yep. And is there other things on the map? Indeed, there is. There is. Well, there we go then. Wow, there we go. Yeah, you've spotted our little Easter egg in there. That was not by accident. That was uh, that was Matt being mischievous and specked out exactly what he wanted. So yeah, we've got plans for the world's a hell. I think it's going to get a new name because no one likes Mantica, so that's probably just going to be Europe. Oh, Excellent. Uh, you've just made me a very happy man. Yeah, it was one of those things. That, I mean, we had one of the hardest things is naming stuff. Yeah. It's one of those, uh, like, and we're currently naming a game that's coming out or coming to Kickstarter middle of next year. And just hours. I mean, you know, we spend many hours on the gameplay and the characters and the drawings and everything else and talk about how we play everything else. And then all, you went all of that up together. And that's about half the time we've spent on trying to find the name. Wow. Yeah, and you can't just use a fantasy name generator from the internet. It just, no, it yeah, just exactly. doesn't work. <laughs> it's good fun on Facebook, not quite so good fun when you're going to launch it out there and it's got to explain what it is, but it's not mm -hmm. going to be copyrighted. Mm -hmm. It's got to be something that you can, you know. So um, I'll come back on the podcast once once it's announced and I'll, I'll talk you through all the different names we have that no one will let me use, but they're hilarious <laughs> and I love them, but they're not going to let me use those. And so... I remember Alessio having written Kings of War, and I think it was he'd, he'd obviously you know he'd done the last version of 40k and Warhammer, and he wasn't allowed to do some of the things he wanted to do with Warhammer. He thought it was genuinely in need of a complete freshener, mm -hmm. and he'd got all of his ideas together. He said no, da, 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 da. and then so I think once he'd left, he could really kind of 
see the game that he wanted to write. And it just so happened that we were looking for Kings of War to be written. And so he, he kind of just, I said, it should be like this, 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 and this, none of that, lots of this. Blah, blah, blah. We had a really good conversation. And then somehow he just wrote it. I mean, literally just sat down, he used to come into the office and just... And, and a few weeks later, there's this work of genius that was just written. And I think we got, all, you know, in the core rules, which have been evolved and the nerve and everything else, but I think it's a wonderful gaming system. Um, the, I remember very vividly one conversation where he says, ah, what should we call it? I says, well, it's a gaming system, you know, I mean, uh, da, 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 da. And I'd seen in the past so many people getting obsessed by the background. They forgot that really it's the rules that people play with day in, day out. And at this point, we have a background light, you know, which... Mm. Uh, Oh, oh, Mantica. Yeah, let's go with Mantica. It's not going to matter anyway, is it? So, uh, so it's one of those. No, we didn't spend days and days and hours and hours like pouring over the names. Yeah, God, it'd be fine. Actually, we'll, we'll do a little map and off they go. It'll just be gaming. And anyway, needless to say. So, I think we've decided that um, as we talked about the map and, and what we were going to do and uh, how we're going to, you know, we've got some really interesting ideas for kind of keeping to develop the world and mm-hmm. um, that was one of the things that came out of it but yeah you spotted the easter egg in the um, in the elven map room it's cool isn't it no it is very good bugger all the the leaks for the the clash of kings 19 book that just knowing that the name's going to change is that just topped everything for me <laughs> i'm so happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah we, we, yeah it's, it's one of those things it just somehow comes across as naff and i think we're just we're just we're just morphing away because yeah. we've got you just see we've got an RPG coming mm-hmm. next year with some really superstar RPG writers, which is great. I'll be keen for that one. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people will. I think people will buy it just as a background book too. Mm. And, you know, there's a, Mark Langworthy, the main writer, just has always loved our stuff and wants to, to come and do it. And he's an RPG writer, so he really knows what he's doing. That was, you know, critical for me. Um, we've got, obviously, the novels now started to hit. I think they're going up on the website. Um, but you can get those from Winged Hussar Publishing. So that background is really coming to the fore. And I think with what we've been doing with the summer campaign and the Eye of the Abyss and everything else, you know, the world is really taking shape and, and people are wanting to set stuff in it. So mm. I think it was the only little niggle was that was that name because it just always jarred. And so let's just let's get rid because I think we're going to have some great fun in this world for years to come. You know, there's yeah, so many definitely. good stories that can be told. And, uh, you know, I think it's a, it's a fascinating setting, you know, a kind of world in flux. There's not one baddie force. Okay, there's the abyss, but it's not, it's yeah. not one minute to midnight. It's only a small part, Ed. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just one of the main protagonists, and there's just going to be lots of them, and it's a, a good setting, and I can see people generating fantastic characters. Yep. Yeah. So that was the Worlds of Hell, was it, that you mentioned? But the Worlds of Hell. You're dropping names to me now. <laughs> <laughs> Subtle hints, mate. No, uh... <laughs> I was just sort of wondering, is there anything that you're able to tell us about all the vacant areas of the map? Is there some sort of zones that you're... I've told you they're definitely getting filled. That's what we're working on right now. I mean, that's exactly the stuff. And we're just talking the storyline. Baby steps. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I've got a few things that I kind of want to say to you here. But it's going to be... Because it's so long between now and getting out... Someone else could come along and nick it, and I don't, yeah. and I don't want that to happen. So there is bits where you have to be, but you know what you saw and what you spotted in the in the Elven Library was exactly what we hoped would be spotted and seen. And um, yeah, it's changing, it's moving on. You know, we've 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 got a lot of exciting ideas for how it's going to be, but we're right in the middle of it. And if I say something now and then it doesn't actually happen, people get cross with me. <laughs> yeah, no, saying. definitely. Um, and and some of the ideas we've got are kind of really fun and bonkers so we're gonna you know i just gotta keep them under wraps for a little bit long but i'll come back on in six months eight months time and we can discuss it then how about that excellent yep sounds terrific so is there any more uh like i noticed that the tales of mantic uh mantica actually was released uh probably about four or five months ago um is there any more sort of books like that are coming out yeah the guys are committed to four a year for the next three years so there's 12. So uh, for some reason, everyone is completely fascinated with the Brotherhood at the moment. So hmm. every author comes to us and says, can I write a story about the Brotherhood? <laughs> and we say, uh, no. <laughs> uh, so the, we have been working on the Brotherhood, actually. We've kind of started taking our own spin on it. That, that could be quite interesting. Okay. Um, how they're going to, you know, we kind of, obviously, as we welcomed everybody in, we took everything as it was. Hmm. But increasingly, what we're now trying to do is take each thing it, to have it, 
in our own story. So, you know, as we're getting, you know, we always said if we're going to do human-based armies, they're going to have a very strong fantasy feel about them. So the Basileans, which are your, you know, archetypical armoured knights and, uh, you know, feudal society, have living angels with them. You know, they're, they're the forces mm. of good and there's, there's a massive fantasy element to it. Um, you know, they, they literally have, you know, living gods walking amongst them. So so that's where the Basileans took. And, you know, you can see the Northern Alliance is a, is a, a union of elves and dwarves and humans with giants. It's kind of a hippie society um, yep. uh, of the fantasy races. You know, the, the Varangor will be the evil version of that. So, you know, kind of living in a similar space, but mm-hmm. just not quite so nice. So, you know, we're really embedding fantasy into it. And one of the things we thought about the Brotherhood or didn't like about the Brotherhood was it was, it was you know, quasi-French medieval. It was very lifted. There wasn't a lot of fantasy in it. There wasn't a lot of interest. So we've, you know, we kind of, that's why we, we broke them up as an empire. Doesn't mean they're all dead. It just means that them as a, as a recognised force less so and actually you know the way we're taking them on is that they're going to be kind of uh, end up probably being like almost mercenaries for hire because they're these well-trained troops and they're well stocked and they'll 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 come out and you know so some of them will ally to basileia and will mm-hmm. take on their gods and and kind of and the basileans being complete very lovely people will use them as the first layer between them and the abyss so yes of course you're welcome to live and of course you can have our hegemony and patronage go and live there Go and go and build your castle. Operation, get behind the Brotherhood, <laughs> and um, and then the rest of them. Are, so you know, I, I want to do a vanguard faction for it. I think it'd be very cool. And then they're slightly run down. All of their equipment's getting slightly shabby and having to be held together because mm-hmm. they no longer have these castles to build, and they have to hire themselves out. And then some of them will be quite rich and will be very pumped, but their troops will kind of just not quite. So I, I think that could be a really fun way where they're, you know, kind of broken heroic guys that are kind of trying to do the right thing and life is just constantly you know messing with them and kind of slightly destroying them so uh so that's that's the future of brotherhood is it uh i think it's probably mooching in that direction you know with with them having to broken apart a lie to to others and then you know in exchange for the basilean hegemony they'll let they'll give them horses and they'll give them equipment so they'll end up you know kind of having a, a theme of the of the Basilean about them, the others out there, you know, kind of to hang on to their glories past. And, and others just, you know, randomly will will take over a castle and, and live there and plough the fields around it. You know, the whole idea with lots of the structures of kings of war is that, you know, you're the king and your empire is, you know, 20,000 people. It's a small keep. It's, you know, the Holy Roman Empire, you know, Germany was back in the, you know, 13th century it's just you know a real mishmash a real melting pot of oh there's some mountains and with dwarves and with goblins in there you know there's constant reasons for a good scrap oh that's it so i do believe you did uh, international history and politics at uh, university oh, many years ago yeah i did indeed <laughs> i did indeed yeah, and uh, the only difference is if if it's after 1945 it's called politics and if it's international politics before that it's called history so <laughs> history stopped in 45 so yeah, that was good fun. That was uh, it was the only way I could study history and basically spend my time reading about wars and battles and uh, and the interesting bits, the interesting characters of history, and not spend my time doing you know medieval religious policy. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. So my next sort of question here is all about the Dracon Rider. So back in January, um, we yeah. had some concept art, and I think there may have been one or two renders floating around. Um, so it's yeah. eleven months on now. Is there any sort of updates there? You know. I saw the sketches, but I've never seen the sculpts. Hmm. So I don't, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't quite know where they are. I, I think we, um, they're getting to the reset the clock kind of uh, territory, aren't they? If we, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, we'll, I'll chase it up. I, I saw that you were going to ask about that. And um, we've been talking about the elves quite a bit because the game that I was telling you about earlier that I can't name yet, they <laughs> feature quite prominently in that. So I wouldn't be at all surprised if if something along there, um, yeah, cute little baby dragons are <laughs> in there. So it could be could be interesting. So I'll, I'll, I suspect it'll be. I suspect everything will become clear in the next couple of months because then we can announce and no one else will have time to pinch our wonderful idea. So much intrigue. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we've got some plans. We've, we've been hatching. You know, we are uh, we're creating some creating some troubles. Yeah. No, it's good mm. stuff. So I think the Night Stalkers is the next off the 
next cab off the rank. They obviously got included in Vanguard, and I, I do believe that there's a couple of Night Stalker models that are getting released in January. Feb, actually, I think I think we've swapped it around just because of the I think print or something, but basically Jan and Feb. So we're in a kind of six month Kings of War love bonanza, love fest. We were getting you know people like, oh, you're not the name of Kings of War. You said, well, you know, hey, there's only a few of us, and it's much better if we do a string of things together and it builds momentum and kind of gets people excited and and away you go, rather than a little bit of little bit for this, little bit for that. And we, we, we've kind of, because we engorged ourselves on those Kickstarter early years, we ended up with about four gaming systems that are really quite good and people want more stuff for. So what have we done? Vanguard, which brought out the Night Stalkers, the Northern Alliance, some more for the Abyss, and some more for the Basileans. We've got Clash of Kings come out this month, I think, is shipping now for your mm-hmm. pre-order. Pre-order at MattyGames.com and your local gaming store. <laughs> oh, nice plug. Yeah, like that. Boom, that's my special <laughs> video voice. Uh, very, very all good retailers. Um, and then we've got the Resin Dwarfs for Vanguard coming out next month. And I think the, the one thing that we should say for everybody that's a Kings of War player that has vowed not to play Vanguard, well, firstly, <laughs> you're mad, change your mind, mm-hmm. but should game. you have chosen that... All those models are Kings of War models. You know, I'm still doing my dwarf army. Um, and, I'm, I'm, you know, when I'm putting a regiment together, I, I just want a figure in the middle that looks like the sergeant, the captain, the guy in charge. And you, you, you go through that vanguard box of dwarf that's coming out, same with the Basilei and same with all the others. These are your champions. And I know mm. sometimes in the game you don't always have them in the unit, but... You want the unit to look cool. You know, you want that kind of individualism. And that's what these models are. So mm. uh, also, you know, the big dwarf, I, not Iron Ancestor. Juggernaut, is that right? Yes, that's it. Juggernaut. Uh, dwarf Juggernaut. Iron Juggernaut. He's going to be a unit in Kings of War. And we're testing him out here, showing it off. And then that's going to roll into, into Kings of War regiments. So there is a real kind of, even if it's Vanguard, it's not not Kings of War. Mm-hmm. Complicated way of saying it is Kings of War. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, and, of course, when you go smaller, you, you make more stories. You know, you make more um, Dead Zone came to life because we went down to the tactical level. When you're at the mass battle level, it's all kind of strategic and sweeping. But when you swoop in... You know, the characters that come out of that, the mercenaries and the stories and what have you. It kind of gives a life to the, like we did with the Brotherhood. You know, it came about because yeah. we were talking to them um, as a small vanguard unit. You know, what's the captain's name? How does he, what, you know, why would his troops follow him? What's he all about? Hmm. Then it's Night Stalkers and that's a whole army. So we've got the, you know, the Scarecrows and the uh, the rest of the army that's in, that's in hard plastic, a few bags of PVC, and then some resin bits, just as your leaders and standout pieces. So, oh, nice. Oh, I know that there's a lot of people waiting very eagerly for that, so uh, it's good yeah, to know. Yeah, no, okay. we kind of popped it out as something for fun in the, uh, in the Uncharted Empires, which I, I think the only negative there is if someone's gone and built it from <laughs> their own model. It's a bit heartbreaking when all of a sudden an army comes out and it looks very different than what you've done. But I don't think many people did that. And I think if we hadn't done that, it would have felt a little bit, not rushed, but just like popped out of nowhere. Whereas by mm. having it around and people asking about them and then us being able to know, yeah, there's a lot of interest in this. And it's another part of the soon not to be called Mantica story. <laughs> you know, it's you know, it, it's another real innovative, interesting story. And, you know, don't just want to play games where those guys are are hiding around every corner or, or skulking across the battlefield or, you know, in a dungeon that you're fighting through. You know, they're just frightening and disgusting <laughs> and slightly twisted. And Matt Gilbert looks so normal, yet clearly he is. <laughs> well, he does. I've seen pictures, <laughs> but we'll see. So uh, I won't, won't want to keep you on too much longer, Ronnie, but my uh, probably my last question here is more around the third edition. So it's starting to get more legs on some of the rumours now. Um, so I'm wondering, obviously, you've got a yet-to-be-named game that's coming out. And then I'm yeah. assuming that we'll probably start looking at the third edition. So is there anything that you can sort of share about that or and or some timelines at all? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's everyone's feeling it's ready for it, which actually is perfect. You know, we don't want to force a third edition onto people if they're saying, no, no, we're loving mm. what we've got. And, you know, otherwise it's just a, you know, a selling exercise. And that's, that's not what we're about because actually – building the hobby and getting people into it is far more important to the longevity than, than, you know, gouging some cash. 
you know so yeah. but it does darken seem to feel that we're hearing and we're seeing the rumors and it's something that we you know like fifa 21 is being worked on a fifa 19 you know we're always thinking about it and, and, and thinking you know having ideas and whenever we talk about clash of kings books we're like okay what do we want to do let's try out that you know, because it might be good for the third edition. But um, it does feel like the momentum to, to see us to do one would be, is there. You know, mm. it's, it's time for just tightening up and freshening up. And, you know, because you're all such swines when you get hold of the army lists, no matter how much we try. <laughs> in the first year or two, no one can quite break them because, you know, we've written them fairly carefully to not be, you know, like utterly beastly. But then yeah. slowly people start doing it and then finding one and then going again and going again until after about four years, people have just got some armies that you're looking at going, yeah, we never thought that was going to be possible <laughs> when we set the rules. So it does feel like it's getting there. We're 10 years old next year. The Elves came out in September of 2009. I don't know. John, you end up. But no, um, yeah, something we're definitely going to work on. I think it will take us a while. And we don't want to just work on the rules. We also want to sort out Mantica. We want to sort out the fluff, the background, the whole story, and be ready for the next phase. You know, we do have a game system now that's, you know, one of the biggest mass battle fancy gaming systems in the world. We love it. Lots and lots of other people love it. It's constantly growing and changing and, and getting bigger and more exciting. So we want to treat it with love and respect. So it, it will happen, but I think it's a while away yet. You know, we've, we've just put Vanguard out. We've got a new Night Stalker army out. I think it's down for next summer's summer campaign. Oh, terrific. We will keep working, but we'll, we'll, we don't want to, you know, we're loving what, what we've got. So when we do it, we'll, we'll give everyone fair warning and make sure everyone's involved. But um, it's, it's, not, it's not next week or next month. Okay. So I guess from here, mate, I just want to really thank you. Obviously, 10 years ago, coming out and making a, a massive big decision and a bit of a gamble uh, to follow your passion. Um, I know that there's, as you've mentioned, a giant big community of people that are uh, following your games and they're absolutely loving it. So thank you very much for coming on the show and thank you very much for starting Mantic. And thank you, importantly, uh, for changing Mantica. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. A thousand times thank you. Thank you for having me on. I want to get down over to Austin time soon and come and see you guys playing and gaming. I know there's a very vibrant community down there. Mm. Yeah, we've just... And also, we've got things like, you know, Terrain Crate Range that just came out, was picked up by one of the big, big distributors. So it's lovely because now we're able to start putting those products out into the kind of wider gaming community. And the, what we don't tell them is the money they give us we then spend on Kings of War. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, um, yeah so it's good so no, hopefully our our, our Oz market is going to keep growing because I know there's, there's a real lovely hardcore group there but you know we, over the next 10 years we want to make that much 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 bigger hmm. oh, looking forward to it um, once again thank you very much for your time uh, thank your wife um, obviously you're in <laughs> trouble with her so, just come back yeah. from the school run now so I'll go back and stop <laughs> eating some uh, no, thank you very much for your time. We uh, really appreciate it. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me on. Cheers. Thank you. See you. Keep gaming. Cheers, everyone. Bye-bye. And we're back. So what do you think of that? The best news ever, Mantica is getting... It's name changed, finally. <laughs> oh, thank God. That is <laughs> all my Christmas presents combined. Uh, uh, that's it. I'm also pretty interested about this new game, the the unnamed game. I'm quite interested to see where that sort of fits in. What, what, what was that one called? Uh, the, well, unnamed <laughs> game. Uh, yet to be named. Fantastic. And the changes for the Brotherhood, I know they'll kind of put the seeds in place with the Edge of the Abyss kind of killing off a whole bunch of them, but uh, how they're going to develop... Law-wise, background-wise, sounds really interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm in two minds about it, to be honest. Mm. Uh, so one side of me doesn't want them to just become hired guns and just fit into other armies. Mm. Um, I really like that. But on the other side, I'm very pleased that they are going to have their own law. Um, so I was a little bit concerned that they would just be uh, slowly absorbed into other armies um, rather than being their own thing. Do you think that their army, it'll be their own thing, but they'll take influences from other armies because they are uh, ragtag now? Yeah. No, I do like that. Hmm. Mm, but it's pretty good. Um, I'm glad that he sort of woke up that early and, and obviously got in trouble. <laughs> but, uh, 
Now, do appreciate it, Ronnie, uh, once again. I know we thanked you about 400 times on the podcast, but uh, once again, appreciate it. Uh, and there's also one more bomb that we need to drop, but no. you have to listen to right right at the very end of this cast. Uh, Mr. Renton himself will say <laughs> what's coming. But other than that, I think that's us for this year. Um, how about we just thank everyone. Thanks to all of the, our guests that we've had on in 2018 and also to you, our listeners, our champions. Thanks for sticking with us, even if we have said some rather bizarre things. <laughs> uh, and most importantly, thanks everyone for that's following us on Twitter, obviously on Facebook. That interaction uh, really keeps us going. And uh, while we're bored in meetings like myself, uh, it does give me something to post back about. So uh, thank you very much. And I'll also just like to implore everyone to stay safe over the festive period and to make safe choices. Uh, but also remember that we're here if you need to speak to someone uh, about anything, even if it's not wargaming related. Um, I know this time can be tough and I think we need to keep that in mind. Uh, if you know someone who may be a little lonely or down or just even a little distant, reach out and give them a hug or a kind word. And let them know that you're thinking of them and that they matter because you matter. So again, if anyone is struggling, please send us a direct message or email and we'll be happy to chat and listen to you and hear you out and hopefully make you feel a little better, perhaps. Anyway, thanks again to our fabulous champions, you lot who are keeping us going. And we all hope to see you next year. Merry Christmas. Thanks, guys. Yeah, directness, fire blowing up the game. Talking many war games is our aim. Rule books to advice, we cover it all. With the best tactics, we never fall. Bend some spoon and sell liquor in the mix. Math hammer doesn't work, it's a trick. Follow along, stay up to date. Comment, like, subscribe today. Come check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Direct Misfire. If you want to shoot us an email, directmisfire at gmail.com. You got Mantica out of me. We've never announced that. You've got a world exclusive scoop there. It's a lie. We're not really doing that. I was just going to build your hopes. Third edition comes out in January. The summer campaign, the whole world will explode and everybody will play on round bases. Damn, I've fallen for the oldest trick in the book. They, uh, they keep the microphone going after the interview has ended. <laughs>